really business exists to provide value to customers and um, and without this value there's no business putting humans first really is not a higher ground moral or choice it's, it's business imperative and practically it is impossible to exist without carrying the customer along because those are the guys you exist for so human-centered design should go into every sphere and part of your production process hello everyone welcome to this edition of design plus podcast um, today we're going to talk about human-centered design um, human-centered design in the sense in a lot of senses basically uh, um, we're going to critique it, we are going to defend it, we are going to explain it, we are going to um, look at some case studies of probably, yes. And um, today I'm not alone um, with um, <clears throat> the co-host of this podcast, um, Imor Silas. Imor Silas. Um, so I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to give Imor a chance to introduce yourself. So Imor. Yeah, hi Jay. Good to be back again. Um, I'm Imor Silas, product designer at Maven and um, a co-host of um, Design Plus. So, yeah. Yeah, so Imo, uh, what's your field? Okay, product design? Yeah, product design. Okay, design, product design, human-centered design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you are for product, human-centered design. Yeah, Good. sure. Mm. Yeah, okay, so today we have uh, another person on the podcast, and that is Samuel Kelvin. Samuel Kelvin is a designer and a motion designer. He's also delving into the area of product design. So, um, Samuel Kelvin, could you tell us okay. a little bit about yourself? Feels good to be here. My name is Samuel Kelvin. I'm into motion design. And yeah, just like you said, Jay, I'm actually delving into um, product design as well. Uh, okay. I think product design is the is the thing now. Right? <laughs> yeah. If you're a designer, it's where you have like an open access to becoming a product designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is that easy? Is that easy, yeah. is that easy to yeah. get? Yeah. To, uh, that was right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, so we all know about um, you know the d- design thinking process. You know empathy and you know um, all of that. And yeah. I feel like in the stage of empathy, that's where human-centered design yeah, which is our topic today comes in um so Imo, what is your approach to how do you approach design um, in terms of yeah well um i going back dating back to how i started as a designer i used to approach design by getting the brief and then going into the software and doing um, what i know how to do best but then growing into design i understand that some some designs you create and um, they look awesome sometimes they don't convert they don't convert both the numbers attention and what it was created was created for so i had to go into design like i had to go into product design you get in the area of product design you first research your users you first understand your users you first enter into the shoes of the users before you create something before you create something so you don't just hijack a project you just you, you don't just hijack a project from a client and start creating you create from a place of understanding pre- create from a place of empathy mm-hmm. yeah. so um who are you understanding is that um is it the client more or more of the the end user 
uh, your understanding more of the end users, sorry, more of the end users because the client himself, he's not creating it for himself, although sometimes clients create it for that ego, but then you can direct their, you can direct whatever they are creating for their ego to the target person, or to the target consumer they are trying to uh, yeah. reach out to. Yeah, mm. yeah. because um, I kind of believe that uh, in the end, Mm-hmm. A piece of work that you're creating is usually for the user. It's not about um, the client or you, the designer. Or you the it's designer. about the end user. Yeah. And user so yeah. you have to kind of condition it to work for them. Yeah, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, Sam, yeah, yeah. what's your position on um, on uh, approaching design? How do you approach design? Okay. Um, from from the way I work currently. Um, I've I've just been enjoying the transition from a motion designer, just I mean a purely motion designer, to a product designer, and moving to moving towards that aspect of product design, I've been able to understand that um, when you're when you're actually creating something, you should you should put your end users first, mm-hmm. and as yeah. such, one of the steps I I employ to actually creating. Um, solutions to users is um, actually understanding the brief first and then moving on to creating mood boards mood boards and creating um, storyboards that could actually yeah. relate to what I'm creating yeah, sure. and um, I also move a step further in creating um, <clears throat> in creating Okay, I I could also move a step further in creating sketches where necessary, and then obviously coming up with the actual user persona that is going to use the product okay, in the yeah. end. Okay, yeah. Um, so I think we all agree on get like um, empathy and you know putting the and the end user first. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm going to deviate a bit and uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to rock the boat a bit. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to add now is that um, now this this I feel like um, the, 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 there was a point that I had to reconsider some of the things that I feel are fundamental to design to design thinking and some of the things that I felt were fundamental to design thinking where human was human-centered design empathy and all of that and and um so human-centered design employees you know you have to study your consumers your um your users and, and understand and get, get feedback yeah and get feedback and then build based on that based feedback. On those feedbacks. now an example of um i'm going to rock it that boat and say that sometimes users do not really know what they want and that is that is me going against like human centered design yeah sure that is me so humans do people do not really know what they want now and it's a case study right now is twitter okay and twitter we everybody is always like we're going to get an edit button we're going to, we want an edit button we need an edit button right yeah but twitter basically feeds off the fact that but once you put something out there, it's either you delete it or you just let it be, yeah, right? Yeah. And people have the right to come there and mm-hmm. then voice their opinions. Now, if people, if people, if put out something, for example, yeah. I put out this tweet about human centered design, I'm like, human centered design is bullshit, right? Yeah. Okay. And then lots of people come under that tweet and then they are like, explain and then they are they are critiquing my 
my view, right? Mm. I could go later on and then edit it. If there was an edit button, mm. I would go later on and be like, human centered design is the best. And then everybody looks stupid, right? <laughs> everybody order yeah. looks stupid. So a lot of people feel that, okay, we want an edit button, but Twitter is always very like, we are not giving you an edit button. So they did a, they made a recent tweet where they said, you get, we'll get, uh, we'll get an edit button when we all wear masks. So that was like, how is that yeah. ever going to happen, yeah. right? So, yeah. and, and then there were suggestions that I like, okay, uh, we should all do no take pictures of ourselves and then um, draw a mass over it and that would not work right so yeah. that is an example and it's mm-hmm. an example of like users not knowing what they want yeah right but if you were in that shoe okay. if you're in twitter's shoe what, what how would you approach it more <laughs> so i look at what twitter is doing as a human-centered approach to their products um Although we are in support, although I'm in support of of getting feedbacks and implementing feedbacks, but then um, you're getting feedback and implementing this feedback as an expert. As an expert in your field, you're not just supposed to hijack a feedback and then implement it. What Twitter is trying to build on is trying to build on factual informations so that when you when you drop an information, it is you you're sure that you've, you're sure that it's verified. Mm-hmm. So that you're not a you're not a Donald Trump or you're not a, a, a an Uber and you drop an information at the end of the day everybody scramble on the information and then it is not true. You get at that point it is misleading and it is not and it is not um, a well thought out strategy to um it's, it's not a well strategy to um help promote the platform you get so what twitter is doing specifically in my own opinion is in my own point of view is human-centered approach to their design no we are not going to implement it because it does not work for everybody you get and it does not work for our target audience so that's what i that's what i think about i i don't even get the yeah point i get i get the yeah. point so you're saying that um they are ex- they are they are taking the lead of like uh, establishing themselves as experts and knowing what's best for you what's best yeah. for you right. yes yeah from, so, from a human-centered standpoint because human-centered design basic really is not just them um, it's not just necessarily not necessarily collecting data for every from everybody as long as you've lived for like 20 years, you should know what works for humans and what doesn't work yet. So, um, so Sam, um, yeah. I don't know, how, how do you think even, um, you know that I feel there's some point where here, um, let's just have a, a very extreme case where everybody just gets really angry at Twitter. Like Twitter, I'm deleting my account. I don't need <laughs> you guys, right? Yeah. So every like they lose like let's say this is an this is a very extreme case, well, mm. and then they lose their customer base. Some yeah. people because of that it's button, mm. right? Um, if you're in Twitter shoe at this moment, right? Yeah. What would you do? Okay. Let's just imagine that you're Jack. <laughs> so Jack. Okay. What, would you, what are you going to do about our Twitter edit button? Okay, um, first and foremost, um, considering the fact that to some extent Twitter is trying to implement um, human-centered design yeah. in, in the fact that they know what's working for the users and they've been able to experiment over time and 
know that if we do this, it's going to result in this. this you yeah. get. So I think it's a wise decision mm. for them not to include the button, the edit button actually. Because okay. if they do, just like we all know, people mm. are actually going to put up stuff and then in the end get to, you know, um, either edit it and say, oh, this is not what I meant, yeah. or actually get to, you know, mess up the whole experience. Because yeah. right now, the way it is, it actually actually works in a way that you actually say what you mean and you mean whatever you, mean you say. Yeah. So, so that. So you won't check out the edit buttons. There's no edit button, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's wow. no edit button for me. Uh, yeah. I actually, yeah, I, I will. There won't be if I was Jack right now. Yeah. I like there will be no edit button, and then I'll like when, when you're signing up to Twitter, I'm like there is no edit button. <laughs> actually, actually, over the years, Twitter predicates on being different. You get you follow the trend and everything. People want to post lots of pictures. People want want Twitter to be like an Instagram. Mm. But when you come and look at the picture in the real sense, Twitter is Twitter is an Instagram. Then yeah. it won't, it's not going to it's, it's going to lose the feel of Twitter. Yeah, it's going to re- lose the sense. It's just going to be a very very vague and then um, surface level platform. Yeah, sure. So that puts designers. I feel that that position puts mm. designers in a very very high level of like design thinking like their role mm. as your role as a designer is very very crucial to the success of the platform, oh, platform yeah yes so um now my points my my take on it was that um studying u- users <coughs> studying users now i don't think there was ever an edit button on twitter okay. ever okay now that was a fundamental thing that they had done from the beginning oh yeah now oh, yeah. They probably did not have the custom the customer base that they had that they have right now to study them, mm-hmm. right? But they already know at the onset that this is going to be detrimental to this platform. Mm-hmm. Now that is them not really practicing human centered design. That is them predicting what is best for a platform for a use case. Mm-hmm. So I think human centered design can only can has some limits. Yeah. Has limits because if you follow users, um, they might want to do things that might not really work yeah. for your platform. So I think as a designer, your 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 position is to be an expert over things and then decide what works for. Now let me bring that back to a, a, a short, a, I think to a, a smaller level. So. Um, a client meets you and then uh, they want to start a, 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 uh, a detergent com- brand. So, a detergent brand. And, uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, we make things really clean, right? And then, uh, and then they're like, okay. So, I think on the branding, we should have the pack should be very, very dirty, like brown. We should have a lot of brown, yeah. very, very brown and stuff. Because <laughs> we like brown, we want to mm. show the idea of like it's dirty, mm. right? Yeah. But when you open it, the inside is white, mm. and you're like, mm. Oh, okay, that's nice, that's nice. <laughs> but I think we should do white, right? We should make the pack white because when customers see it, when they're buying, when they want to buy, they're, they're not seeing what's inside, they're mm. seeing what's outside, right? Outside, yeah, so, yeah. and then the client, mm. <laughs> the client is up on this side, and they believe you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I think your position as a designer is to determine what's best for a client because uh, and then users themselves i'm not saying that i'm i'm, I'm actually an advocate for 
you might say that design. Oh, that's great. But, <laughs> but the thing is this. Um, there are people that have used human centered design and then they have built things of human centered design yeah. and then these things have not been good for the world. You you let's say Twitter right now yeah. went with the average of human centered design and then they created the edit button. Mm. We'll, we'll miss Twitter right now and we'll be like, Oh, Twitter was a great platform and then it was gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> so mm. so human centered design actually still boils down to what are the decisions you want to make mm-hmm. as a designer? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, Timo, how, how flexible, how open do you think? Okay. If you were again to, you know, um, apply your experts, your expertise, mm-hmm. as much as you're applying human centered design. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. How would you, let's say like, how would you balance both of them? Okay. Um, well, as as much as I am applying my expertise, I'm looking at I'm looking at it from this point of view, that whatever I am suggesting, whatever I am adding to this product, is as a result of my understanding of humans. It's as a result of my of uh, as a result of empathy, the empathy I have. You get putting myself in the shoes of the users, really, because as a professional, mm-hmm. as a professional that you are, you're also human. Um, like example is if I'm building a generating system, I'm designing the generating system, and you, the user has to drag the generating system. If I don't put into consider, if I don't put into consideration that most of the users are, are right-handed, you get and the, and since most of the users are going to be right-handed, I'll have to put it in a position that will be convenient for them. Then I'm going to create a product that I'm going to create create a product that at the end of the day people are going to find it very hard to use. Like, you know, like our scissors, our scissors now is created mostly for the right-handed. I know that's like racist for um, people that are left-handed, <laughs> people that are left-handed, but then when, so they are more, they are more right-handed people than um, left-handed people. Whatever influenced that decision or whatever influenced that way of thinking, there is a, there's an ideology that went into that. Okay, empathy, more, there's more empathy for, people that are right-handed or um the system the system the system in the world the system in nigeria mostly has a way of changing people from being left-handed to right-handed you remember our teachers used to beat our hands <laughs> right with your right hand right with your right hand yeah. you get so that is that, that's the thinking that goes into creating into creating things so as a designer as I'm not putting myself solely as um, as a god over that product or solely as an expert over that product. I'm putting I'm putting myself in the shoes of the of the final users. You get so my thinking cap is going to be this thing I'm creating. How well is it going to serve the purpose it is created for? And mm. um, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Okay, so you're saying that basically yeah. uh, it still boils down to it still boils down to what the users want. Okay, um, because I um, I had a talk mm. at an agency recently and uh, about human centered design, mm. and um, I think I had spent days yeah. creating this um, talk, mm. this um, memoir, right? Mm. And I was talking about you know, human centered design, the presentation. And at some point, ask a question. 
um, I asked you a crowd a question. Do you think Apple? Um, do you think Apple practices human-centered design? I it's it's a weird question, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think is it a yes or no question? Yes, it, it was. It was really a, the way I posted it was a yes or no question. Yeah. So is it a yes for you, Sam? Okay. If Apple practices yeah. human-centered design, yeah. For me, I would say it's a yes. Okay. What yeah. do you think more? Actually, I would say it's a yes. yes. Uh, although, although they are not like opening up their platform to say drop your suggestion and drop your opinion yes. about how well we should create, but people in there are thoughtful about how humans think. <laughs> And how things work with humans okay um i'm going to deviate i'm going to kind of be in between and like i kind of going to deviate a bit and say that apple kind of creates things that the feel will be best for you even without you knowing it okay but sorry actually however apple wants to build their products yeah it is not a blueprint or a prototype for everybody to follow you get mm-hmm. Because I have heard of, I have read a bit, a bit about Steve Jobs that Steve Jobs is like Steve Jobs is not really about is he workable isn't he workable is all all he's asking is is he beautiful is he nice created no matter the cost no matter the budget yeah. you get so maybe if Apple was created from a from from uh, if Apple was created based on based on Steve Jobs ideology and everything you get Apple is not a blueprint or Apple is not a so this is what works for everyone. Yeah, Apple is not like they are not the determining um, factor for every other company. Every mm. company operates based on their culture. Yeah, you get. Yeah. So, but what, what I was saying was that when Apple made makes me, um, I'm not sure of how they operate though. But I feel like I think back in like I don't know 2017 or so or 2010. Mm. I think when the AirPods came out. We talked. Um, Apple basically took out your, you know, the the headphone jack, mm-hmm. and then created a device that will cost you more money than a normal earpiece, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, at some point, you did not know that you do not like tangled earpiece. Yes, 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 yes. You did not know that, but they saw that feature for you, right? As the expert in that field, they saw that future for you, mm-hmm. and they created it. Yeah. Now, some people would say uh, the human-centered designers would be like people that are called human-centered designers. Would be, oh, why are you taking that? Oh, that is more costly than the cheap than the normal. This and that still solve the same the same problem. Yeah. And why can we not just have a small pot under your phone that nobody really notices? Mm. But Apple was saying, all right, it's easier for you to just have an AirPod yeah. and not have to carry extra um wires wires around yeah so that was apple seeing your needs without you even thinking about it because when it came out it was totally new lots of people started copying it and then you know just like the iphone came out and then people were were critiquing the the three cameras and then now it is something that lots of brands are copying yeah so i feel like as a designer you're you're more in the place to innovate and then test things. The things that work mm. and probably the things that you should probably do more. Yeah. Right? Because mm. people are giving you that, as a designer, people are giving you that right. Mm. Right? Because, Trust yeah. I mean, like, 
generally like people believe God is a designer. Mm-hmm. So God gave us to make us work on earth, right? Okay. Instead of floating, because if we floated, then probably like you no know, pregnancy won't work very well, things like that, and then probably won't grow too well. You get. But us working on this, we'll be like, ah, we should have been able to fly. Mm-hmm. You get. You should have been able to fly. So I think as a designer, it is it is in your place to innovate and then test innovate and test yeah. so you're trying and then you're trying and then you're trying and then things the things that work out is the things that you, you probably re- replicate yeah yeah sure um, i think i think your point is very valid it's actually very valid mm-hmm. so now we can now we have to, now we can look at human-centered um design um as a as a an approach as an expert in you or what's yeah. the best yeah, for uh, the yeah, users. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. an approach to design you get. You can also use the approach of testing and then um, knowing what works and what doesn't work. You get other than other than building based off of feedbacks from the users. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like like um, like we all know that human centered design is not the only um, the only approach. Yeah. Approach to design. So yeah. yeah. It's basically, um, what what approach do you want? What approach do you feel comfortable with? Yes, human-centered design is just um, it comes from a place of empathy and inclusiveness. Inclusiveness is becoming a culture in all every like lots of organization because and in cultures yeah. too like in it's a culture in, in cultures too. Yeah, so like yeah. the black stone and all of that. Okay, and the black yeah, and yeah, the black yeah, yeah. So it's becoming like the concern. It's becoming a, it's becoming a concern really. You get if you're not practicing inclusiveness in your creation process. Yeah. You get so um whatever you want to whatever um system you want to adopt in your company organization or company or creation process. Yeah, it's based spent on you. So Sam, okay. Um um so you agree with you know the expert view right yeah i do but not totally okay <laughs> okay you 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 agree on the expert view you know balancing your expert view your expert opinion yeah with um, um user opinion user feedback yeah i think that works pretty much better okay yeah so um and i'm curious right um what is like what is that first thing that you get to do when you get to design something what is like the first thing you want to understand okay like in terms of like um a platform for example yeah yeah how do you start because there are lots of designers out there that just want to know like how do you come up with all the cool designs that you come up with and they want to like <laughs> approach it in that same way yeah yeah okay for me uh, design as a whole is is more of um is more of a creative process that encompasses a whole lot of things so it isn't just about knowing the tools knowing the software and the rest of the stuff it's more about understanding the problem you're solving and then when you understand the problem you're solving it goes um it helps a step further and you're understanding the tools the right tools that would help you solve this problem the right way so when that happens when when i'm when i'm faced with a problem to solve the approach i take is to actually research first yeah and then get to look at a whole lot of things i think i spend almost 40 percent of my time researching and then finding out ideas we've actually competition yeah with people tackle the oh, okay. similar problems and the rest 
before actually moving on to you know um, um implementing the implementing idea, the idea and other okay cool um so um yeah that's cool i think that works yeah. um my approach is not very linear my approach could start with me doing something that is supposed to be like the final thing mm. and then i'm doing that <laughs> first, the first time, yeah. yeah so my process is not very my process is not linear mm. at all and i don't know i feel personally like creativity is not a linear thing or mm. design thinking is not very linear yeah it's, it's i agree with that yeah. yes that's the word is personal mm. yes yeah. it's kind of uh it's not linear it's uh you know um i think i think it's it comes more from this aspect of actually knowing the rules mm. and then going for that to breaking the rules <laughs> not necessarily breaking the rules <laughs> because, <laughs> because the idea of breaking the rules really is not necessary it's not necessary at all times yeah you, you can always work with the rules and then find a way to play around it yeah Again, not necessarily break but it. there's really no point um, going at your teachers yeah like they taught you in the first place they gave you the knowledge you have so um give them the slack and then find better ways to um all the ways to get it done yeah all right all right cool guys um i think this is really really awesome um to have to share a lot of views about human centered design and design thinking um so Imo, just before we round up yeah um what is that thing as a designer that you that is com that is obvious to you but it's not obvious to other people sure so um really business exists to provide value to customers and um and without this value there's no business um putting humans first really is not a higher ground moral or choice it's, it's business imperative and practically it is impossible to exist without carrying the customer along because those are the guys you exist for so human-centered design should go into every sphere and part of your production process from from what you just said i think um human-centered design came in as a trend at the point yeah so a lot of people actually jump wanted to it. jump on it and then get to feel among yeah. and you know in in lots of conversations they get to talk about user centered design at that point it would feel odd if if you don't actually key into yeah, it jump on the boat yeah so so it, it came in as a trend but i think my advice at this point would be that you should always find the balance at this point is that you should always find out balance between what was in existence before and what is coming in so you don't get to you know jump on something that is not here to stay so maybe something that just like exactly <laughs> <laughs> so you just get to find a balance and i mean it feels it feels good when you're balanced yeah yeah true, true. and that's about that expert thing we talked about yeah sure so okay okay guys all right this is this was really, really awesome. I learned a lot of stuff. Um, so thank you, Sam, for being for coming around. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank yeah. you very much. And more silence. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so uh, my name is Julius Ekandem, uh, and uh, it has been really, really awesome. Um, so remember to drop your feedback, drop your feedback, um, comment, share, and uh, Probably the next episode, you could drop some questions on what we could uh, talk about in the next episode. Uh, some questions, and we'll read them. We'll go through them and we'll pick some questions and then answer it on the next podcast. 
All right, guys. Thank you very much. See you in the next one.